Hello and welcome back to another episode of And The Winner Is. As always, I'm your host, Paul, and joining me for the 2022 winner, Coda, is my co-host, Tony. Oh. All good? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Managed, managed to get around to seeing this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah, it was a it was a strange one, and we'll we'll jump into that as as we kind of talk the the notes. But as always, we'll uh, talk about what it was up against because it was a it was an interesting year. Obviously, twenty twenty two was the was the year of Will Smith. Um, mm-hmm. So I did have the page up, and my iPad has now closed it. Wonderful, <laughs> thank you for that. Live uh, record. Yeah, I I had both pages up, and for some reason, it's closed it. Um, so let me find where I'm going and I will. Thanks for that. There it is. So obviously, as I said, it was 2022 and it was up against, uh, Belfast, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog and West Side Story. Now, obviously, we've we've spoken about the original West Side Story, and we thought that was what was going to happen. We was we were going to get the first time a remake had actually won yeah. an Oscar, and it it didn't it didn't happen. Um, and in no, the yeah. end, West Side Story wasn't as big a hit as people thought it was going to be. It got a complete shot, didn't it? I don't think it won one. Yeah, it? no, yeah, I don't believe so. Um, I, saw, I saw that at the cinema, and I I've seen uh, Power of the Dog when it dropped on Netflix. Yeah, uh, I saw King Richard at the cinema, and there was a fourth one as well. Dune, I saw uh, Dune. Yeah, I, I miss Belfast, and I, I still haven't yeah. seen on the others. Yeah. Uh, so, as we say, we always look at some facts and figures, and in this case, that's useless um, because <laughs> it only got its little, yeah, it got a limited run, and it made just under two million dollars. Um, Which but that's how it bad. no, and that's how it works these days. This is, as we said, um, was a strange one because the only place it's available is Apple TV. And at the time that we picked this, neither of us had Apple TV. I'd had it, um, <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago after it first launched. I bought a new phone and I yeah, got six months free, and I think I kept it for maybe six months. Um, yeah. but weirdly, you found it. Um, it was yeah. a sky, so a sky bonus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we both used a, yeah, we both got six months free. Um, so yeah. it worked out quite well. So yeah, that's that's how we got to it. And and as we always do, let, let's have some little facts. And this was one that both me and you didn't realise to start with. Um, the lead actress was Amelia Jones. Um, and she's a Brit. And she spent yeah. nine months learning American Sign Language having singing lessons and learning how to operate a fishing trawler. Um, so, Summer. yep, that was uh, the big thing. As, as we said, she is she is English. Um, the singing lessons have surprised me because I watched the little um, interview on, on Apple as well. And she yep. said that she, she had a lesson. And I assume that she just was partly cast on her singing, but no. No, no. Um, an interesting, this is a, a geeky fact for me and you, Troy Kotzer, uh, who played Ruby's father, um, he created the sign language used by the Tuscan Raiders and the Mandalorian and the book, book of Boba Fett. Ah, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, so, 
as we mentioned just now, this was the first film distributed primarily by a streaming service, uh, Apple TV Plus, in this case, to win the Academy Award for Best Picture. Just because on that thought, that, that, that too many quid is nothing to be sniffed at. And it shows to me that, that all these, that them and Netflix and, and Amazon, they should be giving these films two, three, four weeks at the cinema to let people discover them on the big screen. Um, yeah. I know we've both seen um, Air now, which is an Amazon yeah. pro production. I managed to get to see it at the cinema. Um, yeah. And there was a decent number of people in for it. And I thought they, they need to have three or four weeks at the cinema for people to find them. And yeah. then they can re-watch them if they want them. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what we do with Marvel. Yeah. We yeah. we go and see them in the cinema and then six to eight weeks later we watch them again when they come onto onto yeah. Disney Plus. Um yeah. so So hopefully yeah. the app will do it a bit more if they got one that's in Oscar contention. Because they have to have like a week's release anyway, I think, for yeah. contention. Yeah, and that's what Netflix did, didn't they? They kind of bought a cinema oh, to be able yeah. to show it in. Um yeah. so that's what they've been doing doing with theirs. Um as I said, it, with its three Oscar nominations, this film had the fewest amount of nominations to win the Academy Award for Best Picture since Grand Hotel in 1932. Wow, interesting. Um, and there's only, as well. yeah, and only two um, have come out with less, um, and that was um, the Broadway Melody and Wings, both of which oh. we've watched. Yeah. Um, Broadway Melody only had three, and Wings had two. Yeah. Um, so the one percentage, of only, the hit rate is really good, though, isn't it? It's a great yeah, percentage. Yeah, yeah, really is. Um, one of only six films to win the Academy Award for Best Picture without being nominated for Best Director. Um, Green Book in 2018, Argo in 2012, Driving Miss Daisy in 1989, Grand Hotel in 1932, and Wings in 1927. We've mentioned before, I'm probably on some of those, it, it always seems quite a strange sort of juxtaposition to have. You, you would think, well, if it's the best picture, surely the director is part of that equation. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the most recent best picture winner to sweep all its nominations at the Academy Awards, picking up sporting actor for Troy Kotzer and adapted screenplay for San Helder or Hedda. Uh, the last Best Picture winner to do this was Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Mm. We're, we're getting to that stage now where we go through these facts and a lot of them we've already seen. Yes. Um, having done over half of the films now, um, and they are coming up quite quite regularly. Um, I, mean, I, I, I should say that her performance, though, I thought was worthy of some silverware. She was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, it's the first film to win the Best Picture Academy Award, whose title is an acronym. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a very strange thing to pop up. Um, <laughs> on, on that note of it only being on streaming, it's the first Best Picture winner and only one to not be made, made available uh, in any format for home release. Mm. Um, while some Best Pictures are not available on Blu-ray, but have been released on DVD. Yeah. Apple has, has not as yet announced if the film would be. Mm. Um, Which and is, that that is my one bugbear, again, yeah. we just mentioned a minute ago about availability. They, they bang it on disc, other people see it. You, you'll make you still make money, money off of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think really it's only Apple so far that have done that. Most like Netflix, when they've had a big hit, have still at some point released it, yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting, but that was pretty much it for facts. Obviously, with it being this new format, 
um, there's not loads out there because a lot of the time there's not special features that, that people can glean information from and things like that. So, um, yeah, it was a very, very short, short amount of facts on on that one. Um, so I suppose we better dive into the, the our thoughts on the film itself. Um, mm. I'll start. It's a very cutesy start, but it's there's not much to it. Um, it's 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 kind of this cute start with nothing more, nothing less, really. Um, obviously, my, my first reaction because I watched this um, more product placement because I now got myself a, a fire stick. Um, so I watched an Apple through the 4K fire stick, and it's playing in 4K, and it looks amazing that opening sequence on the water. Yeah, yeah, you it's, could almost yeah, reach that, in and dive in the water. Yeah, and literally that was my last note pretty much on the film, how beautifully shot it is. Yeah, yeah, throughout. It looks fantastic. Apple certainly spent their money there, where where probably the, the casting was quite cheap. Uh, mm. Most of them were either only partly known or um, TV actresses and actors. And the, and and the, one, the one face I couldn't place the name, of course, has been around for all this, Marley M- Matlin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never um, thought until the end who she was. Yeah, weirdly, I've only ever seen her in the West Wing. Um, yeah. I'd never seen her in anything else. So um, it was... I think she's uh, blonde as well, and I'm not seeing anything for a while. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm sure I recognise that face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and honestly, my, my first thoughts on the film was it's very much um, a coming-of-age story. Um, yeah. But without the fun of the 1980s versions of, mm. of that kind of story, um, it, it, it takes itself very, very seriously at times. Um, mm. And in some, well, at some there point... Are some, there are some great comedic moments throughout. Yeah, and that was... <laughs> yeah, my issue with the, the opening to the film, that kind of felt like that was all it was, was it mm. was kind of when they'd go and see the parents it was kind of joke after joke with them. Mm, yeah. Um, and there didn't seem to be any seriousness to it. Yet mm. it's trying to tell a serious story, but mm. it doesn't kind of click in that way. And I did write, and it they do note it in the film. It feels more, at times like a more serious glee mm. with the, the whole learning to sing and, and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The choir instructor mentions Glee, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and, but I think that's one of the film's strengths is it plays out that serious back note underneath, yeah. particularly with the mother um, and how she clearly, she doesn't really want to let go of her daughter because they use her as, a, as an interpreter crutch, basically. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, and at times it did kind of lack a bit of heart because of that. They kind of dipped away from the seriousness at times. Yeah, um, yeah, because there, there are moments as well I find where you you actually go from liking the parents to disliking them quite quickly at times. Yeah, yeah, because, of, because they're they're holding her back in in because of their their disability um, and, and wanting to sort of use her as that interpreter. And, and well, of course, which is the core of the story, and and you really feel for her that she's got as we see this talent uh, that needs to develop. Um, yeah, because interesting. My other thought in the film is. It also was me a kind of age It is very much. It's a love letter to the power of music as well. Yeah, yeah, and and for me, I I've written down. I think the most compelling character is the the choir master. Yes, yes. At times great. he 
yeah, he really takes over the story at times. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and kind of pushes the, where the story needs to go. Like, yeah. obviously, as yeah. we get to the end, he pushes her to take that audition. Mm. Mm. And, and even though she's not, she's told him she's not going to turn up, he's still there. Yeah. Even yeah. though she hasn't turned up, he he kind of pushes that narrative throughout the the film. Yeah. There's that I love that that moment where he deliberately misses a note, so she has to start again. Yeah, um, and I thought it was a really nice little moment it, yeah. without words, basically to say sort yourself out. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I got about halfway through the film, and I, and my note was there is absolutely nothing wrong with this film at all. No. It just didn't feel like an Oscar winner. Hmm. Compared mm-hmm. to what we've watched, the, I feel like the story could have been told without the hearing problems, and it would have just been a kind of run-of-the-mill film, yeah, and wouldn't have gone anywhere. But because it had that, and this isn't me kind of going, oh, they shouldn't have done it with hard-of-hearing people. That's not no, it at no, all. I mean. it's, it's that element that pushes it into academy. And towards yeah. territory, basically, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, you, it it would have it could have just been a dime a dozen coming of age movie. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with it at all. Um, then I was really surprised that kind of the brother came to the fore for a little while. Yes, yeah, because it, it's an interesting one. Now he sort of both comes across as a, as a, as a dick and looking out for yeah. his sister at the same time. Yeah. Um, he he basically wants to be the big brother, and and they've not let him because of his own deafness as well. Um, yeah. There's that that scene um at the dinner sort of and um, and he calls her Saint Mary or whatever it is and uh, oh, you can feel the sarcasm even though that there's no speech. Yeah. And it just comes through in the subtitles. Yeah, and that was another one, not a big issue, but it did seem to not know what it wanted to be at times. Because we have that storyline, then jump to the forefront, and then the fishing story comes mm. to the front. Well, I just wanted to scroll down. I found that that um, the um, the fishing subplot quite interesting. I- interestingly, the the because I didn't realise it's a remake of yes. a French film, um, which is actually an Apple. So I flagged it up to maybe watch, and I watched the trailer. Interestingly. Uh, interestingly, it's still in French, which was quite funny because you, you can pick out the scenes without needing to hear what they're saying. And it yeah. looks like that one's set in the farming industry. There's a scene with them in a tractor I spotted in the trailer. Yeah. So they switched that up, I thought was interesting, to make it about fishing industry. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it just, for me, that was one of the things that kind of doesn't get tied up at the end. Mm. We yeah, well, we, of... we kind of see the little montage, don't we? And we see that they've got their business. We don't see much of the sort of the person that they've hired, though. There's like this bloke at the back of the boat. Yeah, it, it does kind of feel like maybe there was more to it that was cut. Yeah, yeah. There maybe there's some there's some edits somewhere. There's some there's some deleted scenes that might be yeah. that back end. Uh, and as you say, this film did also have a a love for the montage man. There's one <laughs> about the hour, hour long as well at the hour mark. Yeah. Um, that kind of flashes through. But what I will say at this point is I thought it was going to be far more modelling than it was. I thought they were going to kind of lay it on thick with the hearing problems. Mm. Um, But they don't. At times, 
it feels like they kind of push that to one side and everything's kind of working for them. Yeah. And but I think they don't that... feel sorry for themselves or anything like that. Well, I think that was interesting. I mentioned Omega, but about the parents can be a pair of dicks at times. But there, yeah. there's one bit where they, when they go to the concert, she's asking what the husband what they want for tea or something and in the middle of the concert, just because nobody can hear them. It's yeah. still a bit rude for the door. You can see what they're signing. Yeah. Yeah. Very but much I, I, so. But it, it humanized them both. I think, and with the brother as well. And I think that was that worked in the film's favor. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. And very much it's more about how the family get over their problems. Yeah. Than yeah. how they struggle with them. That yeah. it's kind of that's a quick thing. And then we move on to how they progress. Mm. And it, it really is uplifting in in yeah. that sense. Um, yeah. and I think that's probably what kind of tipped it over the edge um with the with the academy is that it isn't what you'd expect from it. Yeah. Going into I mean, it. You when can, you you can kind of see the um her getting into into Burr actually coming, I think from about halfway through the film. I sort of written that down that she'll she'll probably get in with a scholarship or something. Yeah. Um but but that doesn't mean to say but it was one of, but the journey to get there was the is the question is the key part and, and that yeah. journey is, is worth going on, I think. It's, it's really yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the the family dynamic is is really nice, especially at the end when they all come to the conclusion that yes, they do need to do certain things to make it work. Yeah. Um, which is is, is where it comes to it. And the, the 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 audition at the end is incredibly heartwarming. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, um, and again, as as I said, the 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 music teacher is at the heart of it, kind of pushing the the narrative in this film, um, mm. and yeah, just a a really lovely film, um, yeah, and I can't say it's it's more than that in in my yeah. opinion, and and you you message saying or oh, you put on Facebook that it wasn't really your yeah. normal Saturday night fair. And I was like, no, once no. you see it, it, it is. Um, it's a really well, nice, no, easy I, Saturday I night watch. Because I wouldn't normally sit down and watch dramas on a Saturday night. That was what I was getting to, basically. Yeah. Sort of slice of life or coming of age. Yeah. So Saturday nights is crash bangs and pew pew. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But no, but in that respect, but it was an engaging film and, and I, I laughed and I sort of, and something in my eye at certain points. Um, I even wrote down "fuck that lake shit" at one point, and there's no way you can't catch me doing that when I jump off that cliff. Yeah, yeah, no, no chance. Yeah. So, so I suppose I'll hand it over to you to for, for anything that I I may have missed and any of your thoughts. Um, I'm, one of the things I, I mentioned a minute ago, I thought the, was the surprising elements of humour. Like um, like the scene when she when she brings her, her duo partner duet partner back and uh, and their parents are having sex and it's just brilliant. It's so funny, and uh, yeah. and the bit and also the bit after about he's asking what his intentions are for and he's doing all those actions for the condom and stuff. Yeah, uh, but again, yeah. of course, they 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 subvert that then later on at the school then when when she has to deal with the sort of laughter at her their expense at her expense which was a nice way of subverting that. We've laughed along at that scene with the dad to start with. And then we see the ramifications of it though from, from yeah. the third party. That was quite nicely done. Um, 
that was good. Those, those two had nice charisma. I think chemistry, something we talk about a lot in, in the film, in in these podcasts. Um, I like like the fact that, that she's got him learning sign language at the end as well. So they're going to have that sort of. He's going to be able to interact with the family at various points. Yeah. Um, I like the, I like the the use of music. I, I even wrote down Guardians of the Galaxy question mark at one point because that the, that main song they used the duet sounded awfully familiar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very much. I and I have to say, it is a great soundtrack. They picked some great songs. Mm, yes, yeah, and there's a nice score as well in the background for it. Yeah, but and like I say, the from from that that opening sequence, one of the things from about the film was the look of the film. It, it just looked fantastic. Um, if anybody's got the 4K option, if they can watch in 4K, even do it because it just it looks sumptuous. Um, there's a couple of scenes that really sort of really pull you out of your bits. The, the Coast Guard scene, I thought, was really hard. Yeah. Um, when the inspector, and you see what she, you kind of know what she's going to do, and then, then that boat pulls up. And, oh, blimey. Yeah. Uh, um, that that was I, really tense. And I think where they, where they take the sound out of it as well. Oh, it was a, now that's one of the best scenes I've seen in a movie in a long time. Yeah. Just to see him completely shut the sound off for us to experience the same thing. Yeah, and it's 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 bizarrely the lack of of, of sound. It's quite haunting, just yeah. to have that complete silence. Um, and goes back to what I was saying about the opportunity to see these films in the cinema. If you'd have seen that in the cinema, that would have been so powerful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure, assuming that everybody's quiet in there, of course. Watching at home was just me. It just it was really gets on your skin. Uh, I mean, it allows you, allows you to appreciate what they go through, um, which then makes the um, the audition scene at the end that much more satisfying as well. I think that that they can experience the song element of it. Yeah, but it, it's nicely shot as well for him for the parents to see the effect that her voice and her singing is having on people, and and I think it's it's a turning point for them in in interacting with the town a bit more as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and sort of similarly, the scene where um, Dad stands up at the, um, the meeting uh, and gets all the support. Uh, yeah. Two moments when they decide to live a bit more and, and to become part of the community. Uh, there's that that really powerful line where the where the daughter sort of talks about which community they're in, and, and the mother has kind of just shut herself off, isn't she? Yeah. Um, and she talks about this hearing bitches, and I thought, oh, that's like the daughter says, that's that's not a good way to behave is it really if you want it if you're in that community yeah. it's not their fault that they can hear and you can't you know no and and obviously it works the other way around because obviously there's things that happen that she can't hear yeah um, but yeah the jokes and stuff like that and if you want mm. that sort of reaction back you don't kind of react in that way mm. You don't mm. want to be portrayed as the same as them. You want to kind of, yeah. you should take it on the chin and try and behave in a better way than they do. Yes, yeah. And take, unfortunately, she them. reacts badly to mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was just some of my thoughts. From the other, like you said, the the the, the, the um, choir coach was great. A nice little turn that was. And and it was just a really. Uh, and this comes back to what I was saying about Benny Sadie. And I it was a really nice Sunday afternoon movie. Yeah. Um, I thought, and I, I can see why it won there. There was a, it's a bloody good list that, for last year. There, yeah. There was a lot of really good films in there. Um, 
Power of the Dog, I thought was fantastic. And in fact, that was my tip to because I'd not seen Coda. That was my pick to win it last, last yeah. year. Um, I haven't watched it on Netflix. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really have any complaints with it winning. It's it's a nice winner, which sounds like damning with faint praise. Yeah, but it's an important story, and and she is somebody I keep an eye out. I think she's going to have a great career. Um, yeah. She, knocks out the park in that performance and the work that we showed that she put in as well to it just there's yeah. a great dedication i think she's gonna and i, I just think and, and she she gave me sort of um in terms of her performance florence Pugh vibes yes so she could have another career like florence Pugh. yeah very much so yeah yeah so my my final thoughts uh i just thought it was a, a lovely feel-good factor movie uh, as I said, a coming of age story for the the more serious era, I think. Yeah. Um, not a typical winner, in my opinion, uh, as it doesn't really tear the book up in terms of changing the narrative. Um, and I just felt like some of the the loose ends weren't kind of tied up. Um, as I say, a couple of the story threads don't really tie up at the end, um, possibly due to editing or or just wasn't enough time. Um, but yeah, I I can't give you much more than like a, an average film. It's above average, um, but mm. I didn't think it was outstanding. We've watched some far better films, um, but we've also watched some far worse ones. Um, so I'm yeah. I'm going to give it a seventy eight. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm probably going to go a little bit higher than that. Just just because I find it surprisingly more enjoyable than I thought it would. Um, uh, and score-wise for me, I probably would go about 84. It's in that kind of four-stroke, four-and-a-half-star bracket for me when you yeah. sort of average it out. So, yeah, so that's, that's fair enough. I think that's, that's sort of yeah. average around about 80. That's a decent score, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very much so. So that closes the book on Coda, uh, the 2022 winner. Um, in the next one, I will be passing you over to Tony for the 2002 winner, a Beautiful Mind. Thank you for joining me as always, Tony. No problem. And thank you, listeners, as always, and we will see you on the next one.